This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. The pants were so tight you could tell what religion they were. My name is Keen. And after this recording, I'm going to go make a hat. Or go massage a cat. I haven't decided. I'm James. <laughs> Do the things that bring you joy, <laughs> <Exactly>. James. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Sissy That Pod, the RuPaul Drag Race Reaction Podcast. We belong to the Heads of Podcast Network. And today, there was no real drag race to talk about. And all there was was this behind-the-scenes mm. look at the 13 queens... No, yeah, 13 queens in season 13 and how they put the show together amongst a pandemic. How coronavirus can't keep a good queen down. Mm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Tina Burner hopefully got, like, a few quid for coining the title of the episode. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I did enjoy, like, she she's a, she's a woman for her branding. I liked how she referred to how she was... Um, had, had coronavirus and digital shows lit a fire inside her. Of course. If you are somebody who exclusively watches Drag Race on Netflix, you may be a bit disappointed to see that for some reason this hasn't landed on Netflix. So we watch it over on Where Presents Plus for those of you who watch it there. So anyway, let's not beat around the bush. It's it's a, It'll be a quickie this week, so let's get into it. I'm Gerald Farrelly and I'm the host of Fascinated. Have you ever wondered about the pop bands you liked as a teenager? What went on behind the scenes? We had played this like grand prank. It sounds terrible, but I'm just so relieved it's over. And then they had this like great idea of getting another girl in who looked like Heavenly. What did they do afterwards? And all of a sudden you're like, that's the end of that. It was all blowing up when it all kind of just unraveled. And I thought it would last forever and it didn't. Check out Fascinated with me, Gerald Farrelly on the Headstuff Podcast Network. Right, where do we start? My first impressions of this episode was, did they like, like, I don't know, what's the thing, you know, where you, where you like subcontract work out? Like, did they subcontract the creation of this, like to the people who made the like 90s? Oh, like an intern? Yeah, like to the, to the VHI um, behind the music VH1. kind of uh, people, you know, that because I had a real feeling of kind of like a, a sort of a, a cheap sort of like murder mystery kind of like knockoff documentary about it that like all the kind of like weird slow pan ins to the queens at the bottom of corridors the fact they all were like wearing kind of like you know more professional outfits i don't know like i it was it was weirdly filmed and very choppy the first thing that i felt compelled to write down in my notes was do we need the time and date reminded to us so frequently I don't think so. Oh no, we didn't. Um, the one interesting fact I pulled out of that was, but that's a tr- sorry, that's a trope of kind of those sort of those sort mm. of th- sort of documentaries where it's kind of like it's trying to bring you on this journey in a really ham-fisted way. Yeah, and, and sometimes it's important that it's done well, but sometimes it's overkill, and this was absolutely overkill. And I don't know if you've been watching The Serpent. Um, but in that every single new scene, it's like, this is the date and time exactly where we were. And I was like, I don't yeah. need it. So it's becoming a bit of a pet peeve. Well, I, what I, the one thing I enjoyed about that was that it like told us the exact date that recording started, which I don't know. I, I liked knowing that they started recording on the 20th of January. I was like, oh, that's interesting. It kind of, you know, gives you like a very. Yeah, well, that was interesting. But when it opens up and it's like 27 weeks to recording. Oh, yeah, no, like, none of that. Do I, I'm like, well, this means nothing to me. Do you know what? Me. I watched the, 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 the nine classic the other um asteroid movie deep impact um back a couple back a week or two ago and it uses that right the way through it as well it's like 
10 weeks to impact. Eight weeks to impact. So I was kind of watching it like that. Um, the other thing I yeah. noticed, like... There was but a, I'm sure in this of... movie, the impact is more important than, you know, like 27 weeks till filming. I don't, I don't, uh, that's not the main event. The main event is, is COVID and Black Lives Matter. That's, so why are we counting down to something that isn't... Uh, as, uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I kind of was like, they, they, they went in for a lot of kind of cliched bits. Like the kind of, like the showing the like computer screen with the like the person typing into google kind of like what is corona (laughs) (laughs) like the kind of the fake news person being like it's a wet market in wuhan and like like the little like clips of dr fauci and trump and all of that stuff was kind of like like there was a lot of stuff that was sort of like there was a lot of stuff and i'm going to say this with kind of there was stuff that felt shoehorned in just because they could mm. rather than it actually related to the the like the 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 queen like how they made like I'd have been more interested in them actually talking to crew and production staff about how they got the work mm. ready instead you got like so we got like maybe two or three minutes of Kamora Hall talking about how Asian Americans have been targeted at the beginning of the pandemic because people were confused about it, mm. which is an interesting thing to know about. And if yeah. you haven't been kind of following the news and weren't aware that that was going on, then that's a good bit of social learning for you. But I'm mm. more like, no, no, I heard that already when I was watching the news last March. I want to know about like the production stuff. Like, how did they have to decide that they had to make the workroom bigger? You know, like why? Where did they, did they have to like? Mm. Why? What was the rationale for putting Untucked into the to the main workroom stage? Like, like that's the kind of crap I wanted out of this show. I didn't necessarily need a social justice sort of message at every point. Yeah, I mean, the first twenty minutes was just a recap of last year, which none of us needed, and especially at the start, and it was like you know the 10th of February, 26 weeks to go. And then the 17th of February, 25 weeks to go. I was like, I didn't need that reminder. I can do the math myself. And also, are we going through the year week by week? It's useless. And then there's this tiny segue at one point. And then, you know, got Mick is like, so then once we all came out of lockdown, we thought the world would get better. But no, Black Lives Matter and the, and the murder of George Floyd happened. And I was like, okay, well, this would be an extended bit. And that got like a hot two minutes and then they'd moved on. Yeah, like th- there was... There was also, like, I I don't know, I suppose, like, my feeling on this is that the, oh, how do I say this in, 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 the, in the, the, the right way? That, basically, I wish they'd stuck to the brief with this. Like, I wish they'd mm. stuck to the brief and talked about making Drag Race. Like, I feel like we've seen, like, especially, like, through the episodes, like, through the actual episodes, you've had that conversation about George Floyd and about Black Lives Matter. And it, you've had that, com- you, like, you could have had that conversation about Kamora Hall and, 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 and her experiences. This was... Yeah, and Joel, I actually think that was a good bit to include because I suppose I had heard that, but here's a voice of somebody we've just seen go to talk to. I suppose, from my point of view, this was around drag and drag race and i would have liked them to spend more time talk the queens talking about because i suppose like we're doing a comparison in our in our own heads to the one in the uk Mm. and the uk one went into detail about like like queens losing work the industry shutting down like kind of there was there was no like it it this focused on these sort of national issues whereas i feel it would have been a more effective platform to look at kind of 
queer venues around the country shutting down the fact that this livelihood was now evaporating that like these queens could be are like these queens were like this is my golden ticket i'm getting i'm gonna i'm gonna have work now but there is this other like all of the venues that they would have worked at are now closed because of covid there's the other queens who aren't in yeah. the show and i was like that's the stuff that i like if they were going to focus on stuff outside of the production of drag race in this episode i feel like that's what it was like we didn't this is like it's never like we never don't need to hear about social injustice, but I'm just kind of going like we, you know, in this episode, there was other stuff I was kind of I would have liked to have heard. And I was a bit confused by the timeline. So they get told, well, we, on June the 12th that they're going to drag race. But then Rose, who is out talking about her relationship with her really cute boyfriend about separating, she's like, well, I'm supposed to be going to drag race. But I was like, did you know you were going? Did you get cast? And then it was put on hold and then you were told again. I was all confused about that. that no, but like really there was, I, I have a note written down here. Very confusing. Oh, okay, read the note. Very confusing, weird language. Rose says okay. we <laughs> chose to separate. and But then clearly at the end of the episode, they're still together. So it's like... Oh, by separate, I meant... I, I understood they lived apart No, see, because... I, I suppose just, ter- like, separate terminology in terms of relationships doesn't mean we moved into different houses. Like, in my view. Like, if, if your friend told you, me and my boyfriend have decided to separate, what would you think immediately, top of your head, instinctual? But I wouldn't use separate as break up unless you were married. Well, semantics... Anyway, I just thought it was... <laughs> oh, this whole thing is about semantics. Don't throw it onto me. <laughs> um, no, I, I don't know. Like, the, It was weird in that there was... I think that this whole thing, like, the pacing of the whole episode was weird. And the way it yeah, kind of, like... It, it was. It, like, you know, we, we got, like, kind of, like, whistle-stop tours of major events of last year that didn't really mm. have anything to do with what the point of this whole episode was supposed to be about. And I'm mm. never really a stickler for stuff like that. I feel like if you can make it feel relevant to the moment you're putting it in, or if you can kind of like make it feel like it's meant to be there, that's fine. But none of the stuff really did. And they kind of, I think that like skipping over the stuff around, like Utica and Lallery both mentioned about like how their livelihood was now going to be kind of impacted by this. And obviously that was true of all of the Queens. And I'm like, they skipped over that really quickly and kind of did, they obviously wanted to give kind of like a bit of a, a high point. So they went back into talking about like the digital drags shows and stuff. And then they talked as well about, say, like, like uh, Olivia and Candy both getting it. But like, and kind I don't know, like the whole thing was just so mm. weirdly paced and there was no kind of tension or something in it. And then the world ran out of wigs. That, I, I, the, wig shortage? Why didn't <laughs> I know about that? Go into that. Why was there a wig shortage? Answer that question, RuPaul. <laughs> Does that explain why Lallery had such fucking terrible wigs? I was thinking then, I was thinking about, and again, like you said, they didn't go into a whole lot of detail about this, but okay, it was difficult to get the clothes because shops were closed, grand. And then I was like, well, do we think the looks have been worse this season, like that maybe season 12 because it was more difficult? So I was like, "That's a knock on," but I was like, "Oh, we're not, we're not dwelling there. We're moving on from yeah. that pretty quickly." So I did I like. Know. I mean, Kamora obviously had a couple of like she got a couple of kind of moments throughout this, and I did think the kind of like you you know every year there's like drag race bringing families together, people haven't come out to their parents, there's all of this kind of stuff it. So that mm. and like I really felt like that that bit about Kamora and her family absolutely didn't belong in this episode. 
cut that out, put that shit on the edit- editing room floor. Especially because like it wasn't. Oh, but that was it nice wasn't though. though if you think about out. it, you were tricked by the music because it wasn't nice. Because <laughs> you were. You, let me tell you, you were because. Kimura comes out and she, and it's all like kind of oh you know I had to tell my mother and and you know she didn't teach me, me for two weeks and then like the music changes it goes up an octave it all gets hopeful and then th- she's like and eventually they told me well we can't stop you so like and that's not a hopeful that's not a hopeful note to end. no no but the bit where she was like I just want her to be proud of me I mean it was a nice moment like this uh, it's not a positive moment but it's an it was nice to get to know Kimura that little bit better because the only bit of personal story we got of her is that she's with a sketchy boyfriend who there was no mention well sketchy boyfriend I, I don't know like I mean Kimura had a sketchy boyfriend and then it's apparently the sketchy family I just was really kind of like what why why am I hearing this you know, like what? what? But Joey J really shot on this episode. I felt as well. Like he had a few moments talking about being locked up in that room, and he brought his own porn, and he even like the moment when he was like, "I got a car from California, and I have no one in my connection <laughs> in my collection of men from California." I, I thought it was nice. It was good to see them back yeah. again, and even Tamisha had some good one lines as I well. I think so. What, the one thing that I thought was interesting, or two things. One was Lalari saying when she walked into the workroom, she used a mask and she was worried about what that would look like by the time it aired uh, which I thought was an interesting way of thinking about their mindset at the time and then also Simone was talking about how tough it was to not have their phone in a time where people's families were being yeah killed or dying from a virus as well and I was like god damn that must have been tough I, I know and actually especially because like really all they would have had is the hotel tv which is all news so you're mm. going to be sitting there with absolutely no way of kind of checking in with your family watching because like July of last year would have been a very tough time for it as well so like they're going to mm. have had no way of checking in with what's going on at home yeah I mean I'm assuming yeah. that production like would have let them know if anything happens we'll tell sure. you but if it, yeah, I suppose at the same time not being able to to uh, not being able to check in with your family at home during the summer. But there would still be like parents of friends who might have died and you're not oh, there yeah, to support yeah. them and stuff like that. Like, you know. The one bit, one bit I did find kind of cute and I wish they'd given us a bit more of was like the queens flying in. Like they kind of did like a, a throwaway kind of thing where they were all mm. like, oh my God, what if I get grown on the flight? And then it shows like Utica talking about being kind of like double masked, wearing her gloves, having her hand sanitizer, kind of this fear. And then like the weird kind of ET, like vacuum packed tunnel thing they all got put into to get transported to the hotels. Mm. Like that sort of, I, I don't know, that sort of stuff I was, like I was really, like when it started, when it got to that bit where they arrived at Drag Race, I started getting much more interested in what they were talking about because it was mm. like hearing about how they changed the workroom and seeing about like the amount yes. of testing and stuff that went on behind the scenes and sort of, you know, hearing even like the nice thing about kind of like as the Queens would be coming off the run or out of the, the runway to go back, like the, all the like production staff, like giving them like clapping for them and cheering for them like that. that mm. And how much fun Rue was having in the walkthroughs, yeah. all those sort of like unseen footages of him asking all these questions and stuff. That was nice. It was. See. Yeah. Yeah. No, it absolutely was. I think that's it. That's everything I wanted to say about the episode. Overall, I just like nosing into their houses and seeing what their boyfriends look like. And I feel like gosh, not as much of that as I'd like. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I do, I do, I do enjoy kind of those little bits where you get to see into their thing. I think that like overall the like the, the weird sort of style that they went for in it just kind of had me thrown off right the way through the episode. It was all very kind of like a, like a, 
I want to say Discovery Channel or one of those like Hallmark channels or one of those like weird channels that's in like the 700s on your your Skybox documentary about like movies for men. Yeah, about something that's not like a documentary that's not that interesting that they've had to like really put like the ramp up the like suspense music to try and keep you invested mm. in. Um, that, that I did mine. feel there was a notable silence from RuPaul, the narrator, around the Black Lives Matter thing. So it was like, we've never really heard him talk about that. What his, where he stands on it, does he support it? All that sort of, like, sure, it's been on, the contestants on his show have spoken about it, but, you know, he was like, oh, the coronavirus is taking over and we want everyone to be safe. Like, he voiced those bits. Didn't mention anything about George Floyd. yeah. Or Breonna Taylor or anything. Yeah, no, it was... Yeah, that's true, actually. Um, like, and Rue was also giving his best kind of movie voiceover voice for that. Well, that I, I did think kind of the throwback to season 12, like, was a fun way to start the conversation about mm-hmm. kind of, like, thinking about how they were going to do Drag Race. And I suppose for the queens as well to see kind of the season 12 finale. But did you find that really insincere? Like, got Mick being like, I saw the finale of season 12 and it just gave me so much hope for Drag Race. I was like... I don't know, though. I kind of think that if I had been a person who had been in the mindset where I felt like I was likely to be cast or could have a high chance of being cast, seeing them going ahead and making that episode would probably make me more hopeful about the fact that there was going to be a season 13 filmed, if you know what I mean. Like, I can understand. Like, I'm not saying that, like, it's not, like, if you take it from the point of view of, like, as it was sort of, like, showed in a thing of like I felt more hopeful for humanity because there was a Drag Race finale that's bullshit but I felt more hopeful that there would be a season 13 filmed in 2020 because the season 12 finale was filmed I'll buy that I'll buy that yeah I don't know I would have been more like I would have been a bit like oh like if if doing Drag Race means I have to do it this way I don't know if I'd like I I did think it was fun where Candy I don't make drag so I don't I, I did think it was fun where Candy was like oh I'd fully like come to the conclusion that it was going to be like drag race by zoom and rupaul sitting there in the zoom room kind of yeah. sachet away and you're still sitting in your house and i was like yeah because there was a moment where i thought is that what it's going to be, what it's going to be? <laughs> but even tina tina Burner had a fun sort of pivot when she was like you know normally you go on drag race and you get so many guest judges when this year we got lonnie love and T.S. Madison and Nicole Byer but we love them because they get to see more of our looks yeah. so it's like oh that's a pivot <laughs> yeah exactly it's like we didn't want the A-list celebrities we wanted those guys <laughs> we spoke to Anne Hathaway on Zoom <laughs> yeah. so So a short but sweet one for you this week of course because you know no actual episode so why not enjoy some of our bonus content that we have over on the Headstuff Plus feed? It's only five year a month and you get loads of bonus episodes, including Garode Farrelly's Fascinated, which is a really fascinating podcast about pop music from the years gone by and the machine that is the pop music industry. And just if you love sort of 90s nostalgia, mm-hmm. it is a great podcast. If you like deep cuts and deep dives, mm. get into it. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, speaking of deep cuts and deep dives, we have been doing our lip sync head-to-heads over on our Instagram, at CCThatPod. We've both been choosing songs, more popular and some deep cuts. We've pitted them against each other and we've seen who did you vote for in the, in the story. So we have a bonus episode on our bonus feed talking about those songs soon. So that could be something you could check out in lieu of the other half of this episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if, you're, if you haven't heard enough from us this week, get into that on Wednesday. <laughs> 
Right, we'll be back with you on Friday for the next episode of Drag Race UK. It's a comedy roast. It should be interesting. Um, and we have a fun guest for it too. So we'll chat to you then. See you. Love you. Bye. Bye. This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Head Stuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.